Hi everyone, welcome back to the Yukon Internal Medicine Ambulatory Podcast. Today we will discuss hepatitis B with a focus on its epidemiology, risk factors, clinical manifestations, diagnosis and management. Number one, epidemiology and transmission. Approximately 2 billion people around the world have evidence of past or present hepatitis B infection. Around 250 million people are chronic carriers, meaning they have a positive hepatitis B surface antigen. Hepatitis B is transmitted via infected body fluids, a sexual contact, needle sharing, needle stick injuries, and perinatally. In low prevalence areas, the main route of transmission is sexual and injection drug use. In contrast, Mother-to-child transmission is the predominant mode of transmission in high prevalence areas. The prevalence of hepatitis B is around 3-4%. to In the United States, the incidence of hepatitis B infection decreased significantly after vaccination. From 1990 to 2006, the incidence decreased by 81%. However, in the last decade, infections have continued to arise due to unsafe sexual practices, including multiple sexual partners, men who have sex with men, and sexual contact with a person known to have hepatitis B virus. The other risk factor is intravenous drug use, particularly during the opioid epidemic. The risk of sexual transmission per encounter is 0.3%. Number two, clinical manifestations. Hepatitis B virus infection can present in multiple ways. For example, it can cause an acute self-limited infection, fulminant hepatic failure, or develop into a chronic disease. The risk of progression from acute to chronic infection is inversely proportional to the patient's age. 90% of infant infections become chronic. Less than 5% of infections in adults become chronic. Without treatment, 15-40% to of patients with hepatitis B infection develop serious consequences such as cirrhosis or hepatocellular carcinoma. Extrapatic manifestations include polyarteritis nodosa, glomerulonephritis, and cryoglobulinemia. Number three, evaluation. Serology, including hepatitis B surface antigen and antibody, hepatitis B core antibodies, hepatitis B envelope antibody or E antibody, and the hepatitis B E antigen can be ordered. Acute hepatitis B infection is characterized by a positive hepatitis B surface antigen, usually positive at two weeks from infection along with an IgM core antibody positive. Cured hepatitis B infection occurs when the hepatitis B surface antibody becomes negative after four to six months of initial infection. 80 to 90% of adults will usually be cured. Chronic hepatitis B infection consists of a positive B surface antigen along with a positive IgG core antibody and a negative IgM core antibody. Patients that should be screened for hepatitis B include patients born in endemic areas with a prevalence of more than 2%, individuals with more than one parent from a country with high prevalence, which means more than 8% of prevalence, pregnant women, household and sexual contacts of those known to have hepatitis B, patients with hepatitis C or HIV infection, donors of blood, plasma, organs, tissue or semen, injection drug users, inmates of correctional institutions, men who have sex with men, 
hemodialysis patients, individuals with conditions that may require immunosuppressive or immune-modifying therapy, infants born to hepatitis B virus-infected mothers, those with chronically elevated AST and ALT levels, and unvaccinated persons with diabetes aged 19 to 59 years old. Importantly, patients should be also tested for hepatitis C, hepatitis D, and HIV virus. STD testing can also be done depending on the risk factors. Number four, management. Chronic hepatitis B cannot be cured. Therefore, the goals of treatment include suppression of viral replication, halting the progression of liver disease, and the prevention of hepatocellular carcinoma. Patients with hepatitis B infection who are treated usually tend to have a better prognosis. Treatment focuses on short-term virologic response, which means the conversion from the hepatitis E antigen positivity to the hepatitis E antigen negativity, and decrease of hepatitis B virus DNA levels. Biochemical will mean the normalization of the liver enzymes and other histologic patterns which may translate into long-term benefit can also be seen. Indications for treatment usually include an ALT level more than twice the upper limit of normal, a serum hepatitis B virus DNA level of more than 20,000 with a positive hepatitis B E antigen or more than 2,000 of hepatitis B DNA levels with an hepatitis B E antigen negative. Liver biopsy or non-invasive measurement demonstrated chronic hepatitis or fibrosis will be another indication for treatment. The options for therapy include interferon alpha, lamivudine, adefovir, entecavir, tenofovir, and telvivudine. Treatment failure is usually due to medication non-adherence, primary non-response, or the development of resistance. Number five, prevention. Vaccination is recommended for all children in the U.S. and should be offered to all unvaccinated adults, particularly those at high risk of infection. It is important to recommend to our patients the consistent use of barrier contraception, avoiding sharing needles, razors, glucose testing equipment, or toothbrushes. Post-exposure prophylaxis can be considered depending on the host immune status, the type of exposure, and it includes the use of hepatitis B, immunoglobulin, vaccination, or both. Finally, immunocompromised patients can be offered prophylactic oral antiviral therapy depending on their conditions. Thank you for listening. Please follow us in Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Goodbye.